Music from D.C. and Baltimore You'll find it all here on Corridor Waltzes or cut time or straight for four You'll find it all here on Corridor
Hey everybody, I'm here with Sir Farb. How you guys doing? Good. Doing well. We're good. How are you? Good. Awesome, awesome. I understand it was a busy day. We'll get to that. But um, yes. first, can we uh, introduce, uh, say, say your name and what you play so that people hear your voice? Absolutely. My name is Phil uh, and I play electronic stuff and sing. Mm -hmm. I'm Chris. I play drums in the group. Uh, I'm Jeff and I play guitar and I sing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, uh, yeah, you were DJing earlier, right? Yeah, so we just came back from uh, Loyola's campus. Campus. We were doing a, um, they called it a, a studio seizure, where we take over for an hour and play songs that influenced us and whatnot. That, that was pretty fun. It was great. Phil yeah. and I went to Loyola, and we used to be DJs. So it was really cool to go back a in the blast in the from the studio. past, right back there. Yeah. You know. What what songs um what songs did you play? Because that that'll get to your influences a little bit. Oh yeah, so we we played what I played. I played um, I played some XTC and some Life Without Buildings, or two bands I really adore. Feelies, um, Feelies, and I also played. Did I play anything else? I played. That's it. That I might think. be it. I think it's all I played. What was the f very first song we played? Operator Music Band. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So they're a that band, New York band, our New York band that we that we met when we played with them. We liked their music first of all, and then we got the opportunity to play with them, and then we got along with them, and we really liked their sound. So we actually recorded the album with them in New York City. The girl in the band, the vocalist, Dara, um, she pr co-produced our record, the nice. new record. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And the new the new record, uh, Mr. Big Picture, yep, that came correct. out Feb February? Yep, yeah. the end of February. So it's been out close to a month now. Yeah, just under a month. Yeah, and it's, it's good for people to finally hear it. It's yeah. been, because we finished it back in October, November. So it's months and months and months. <laughs> You're just it's being waiting, finished waiting and waiting and waiting for people, waiting to, hear for people to hear it. So yeah. that was... That's a little, kind of the frustrating part about releasing music, Absolutely. especially when it sounds way different than anything you've ever released. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you try and like different. play with people and do stuff, yeah, they don't have, they a, don't reference, have a reference, reference to point what of what the new record like. sounds like. So and it sounds so good, but let's talk about mm -hmm. that. What makes it different? Well, what what is um how is this a, a progression for you guys? Um, so I think it's the first time Phil and I and all of us really kind of fully collaborated it was a completely collaborative experience um and i think that nature of us writing and then recording it and also putting the effort into going to an actual studio to record uh impacted the record it, it makes the record sound like how it does when you listen to it um i think it's more different in the fact that it's not as poppy yeah it's not as poppy and it's more stripped down. Yeah, obviously. You have some interesting drum lines going on that kind of it the the you know it, it's like challenging pop. You have like some yeah. interesting. Yes. I don't know if the time is necessarily different, but the feel of it is. I think all of the parts for all the instruments. I think there's an attempt, even yeah. more so on this record, to make each part really distinct mm -hmm. um and i think a huge part of moving into this album from the last album was just i think there was a conscious attempt to not have like a lot of standard rock and roll tropes i don't necessarily even mean tropes as a bad thing but like peel has some songs that are just a little bit more straightforward yeah. not, i mean we love we music love that that's stuff. straightforward we love that hobby stuff. too but right. 
I think there was a, a yeah very something that was very direct with trying to trying to do something a little more interesting from the get go. Something where it's like because at least I like music where you can kind of think that some of the the different instrument lines are like so well thought out. It's not just like yeah. I'm going to play the root notes. Right, yeah. We, we wanted to kind of get away from like four chord rock sort of thing, which we do like. We like that stuff too. It's not like we're, we're hating on that stuff. It's just we, we were ready for a change, I think, and we wanted to do something a little more interesting. Well, I think it came together. And now, yeah. why did, how did you guys, uh, why, mm-hmm. why New York? I mean, I know you mentioned mm. that there was the connection, but... So, she lives in, they live in New York, mm-hmm. so... When we met them and figured out she was an engineer for the studio called Restoration Sound, which was in Williamsburg, um, we we just we were looking around locally. Nothing was like really speaking out to us. Um, this kind of fell into our hands. We said, "Why not? You know, let's go for it." Because she produced her, their the Operator Music Band album, and we thought the production on that was amazing. Yeah, we thought it was really cool. That's right. The sounds on that album are just right up our alley. Right. In terms of what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes through a little. It's not like we sound exactly like them. Like they're they're more like motor motor kraut pop. Yeah. But um, but you, I think some of the sounds and on the record you can kind of hear the the similarities. Maybe how things are mixed and how how the record sounds there is overall. A, there is a similarity in the songwriting a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah, just a tad. And um, so what was that experience like? I mean, was it kind of nice to, to get out of town and be like, you know, just dedicated to being in the studio? Yeah, it was, was actually, it, it was actually it was fun very stressful. and stressful <laughs> because we would, we'd only do, we would have to book weekend dates mm-hmm. because we all work full time. So we'd always do it on the weekends and then we would drive up Friday after work and then have 10 hours each day, Saturday and Sunday, and then have to drive back home Sunday night. Yeah. So it was, lot. and we did, I think we did like four weekends, right? Four, four. Yeah, but it was like to the point where it was, it almost, I feel like timing wise didn't come together because it just. Right. It was, it was very stressful at times, but at times I felt very like I didn't have enough time, which sucks. Yeah. But, um, but it's got to be worked. finished. It, yeah, you have other. to finish yeah. it. The other so, thing is we recorded a, significant amount here in Baltimore as well. Yes, we and, we, places and then, and then we went up there and mixed up there with some stuff we recorded locally. Okay, so we, we had some local help as well. Yeah. But definitely was a it was stressful, but it was fun. It was a fun kind of stressful. Yeah. The best kind. <laughs> yeah. Car <laughs> broke down on the way. Yeah, so the first the first time Phil's car broke down on uh, 90 oh, on the turnpike. The, oh, Jersey turnpike. And, and they uh, can't send a tow truck on the turnpike. Yeah, he had triple A. AAA wouldn't pick up on the turnpike, so Phil's car was overheating. We had, to, we had to drive like a mile to the closest exit, so that, to get onto a public road in which they would tow us. Yeah, and then and did then, you make it? Well, so well, get there are even more. Levels. There's this story <laughs> because goes, once we get off onto the public road, uh, we needed to get to a place that had a rental car, and which, the only place that had a rental car was a regional airport. Trenton that Airport. Was like 40 minutes away from where we were. Oh, God. But you need to be 25 years old to rent a car, and Jeff is 
24. I was 24, he was 24 at the time. the time. And then it was my car that was broken down. So AAA said that it was okay. If, if I, he left his car with me while he goes to get the rental in an Uber. <laughs> and essentially what happened is that they show up while he's gone and said, sorry, we can't tow your car while the owner's not here. Oh, no. And so, <laughs> so I'm sitting in this car alone on this, like, dark road, like, in the middle of nowhere, New Jersey. Um... And and I'm waiting for and then Phil doesn't get back for another half an hour or so and, I'm, and then we call him again and of course they take another twenty or thirty minutes to show up. Yeah. So that was the first time. It was that was the worst because we didn't get to New York. It took us like ten hours to get to New York. Yeah, I bet that, with all that with all that hassle. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And that's how we started. We didn't get much sleep that first night because we got there at like four in the morning, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, was that your first day? That was our first day in the studio in which we were doing a lot of drum miking and scratch tracks. Just all setting up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And those end up being the long days, too. Those are the days that are, yeah, you're playing through the the core of the song, the Mm -hmm. range, trying to get the arrangements right. Um, And then when we brought it back here, we were able to take... So we did probably 90% in New York, and then we did... Mm. 10% 10% here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's about right. Kinda so there, we recorded with uh, like Chester Guazda, who's in the band Outer Spaces. Mm-hmm. And he's and recorded, he recorded Dan, strings. He's recorded like Dan Deacon before, oh, okay. and he's and done some other work in Baltimore. Josh Fraser, who uh, is in the band Shinji, yeah. recorded a, a lot of just Vo- like guitar and vocals. And vocal stuff. And then... Um, he is awesome at live sound, so we asked him to do the live sound for our release show. Mm-hmm. It's been like a pretty networked, close group of mm-hmm. people, which is fun. Yeah. Oh, and then we recorded here with David Jacober, who was in Dope Body and now is in Scroll Downers and his own personal thing. He is like a ridiculous percussionist and marimba player. Yeah, he's great. Oh, man, marimba. Yeah, that's something so, you don't see every day. That's right. awesome. <laughs> yeah, he played, he played a lot of marimba on the album. That's we're really, really happy And he with played that. with us at the release, which was awesome. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. I probably heard that and thought it was a synth or something. That's, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, awesome. So you, uh, the, the, so Mr. Big Picture came out February 28th. You're going to have a video for that, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we released one video in advance of the album. Yeah. Uh, for the song D.I. Sig, um, and that was kind of a video, to be honest, for folks listening, one that we wanted to get out very quickly, so yeah. we made it as minimal as possible, which I think, I think aesthetically works with the, the song. The, yeah. song. Sure. the next music video it was more of a production. This video was actually done before yeah. the D.I. Sig video. It was done in probably like October. Yeah, something. it was back in the fall we did this music video. And before like the mixes were even final. Finished, yes. Oh. And um, we were outside. All we were day outside all day. This video. Yeah, we, we had an actor. Yeah, so it's a much more ups, upscale. Cl- we have a drone. Shots, <laughs> drone shots. Yeah. It, it's a little more. Yeah, involved. that sounds legit. It was an involved yeah. all day shooting thing. While the DI Sig video took only like a couple hours to film. Is there anything you want to tell people about that yet, or would you uh, it, be surprised? No, we can get a little little tease of it. I think it's a. I think it focuses on a man's journey to work, and that's all I'm going to say. Mm. All right. 
I like it. I like it. It's relatable. Uh-huh. Man's journey to work. It's about the commute. Journey to work and, all the time. And, and it's it's, a, true. it's an interesting commute. It's an interesting that. commute. And you don't realize it until the end. Yes. So awesome. you, yeah, you got to watch the whole thing. <laughs> all right. Everybody will keep an eye out for that. Now that's also going to be. Um, it's kind of weird to call things a, a single nowadays, but it seems like that's going to be your guys' that's single, single as well. Too. So I'll put this yeah, song at the top of the show. Um, tell me a little bit about that song, and uh, um, let's start with how you wrote it, and then oh, maybe yeah. we'll get to lyrics. Um, so I remember the specific day Phil and I were jamming on that riff in our practice space, um, and there's this little intro bit that's in a completely different time signature than the rest of the song. I think it's in seven eight. Oh, so... I don't know how you guys came up with that. Um, yeah, there's this weird thing, and there's also these weird block parts that happen on the last. The, so the other thing that when we uh, like we're trying to figure out how to record it because there's so many songs that change, not only tempos but also time signatures completely throughout the song. We had to make custom metronomes that had a oh, certain wow. number of Beats, clicks before yeah. the track started, <laughs> and then it would go on for like, like. Uh, 200 beats at one time signature, one tempo, and then on like the 201st beat, it would switch. So like, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of that stuff. So yeah, so at that point, you're basically programming a drum machine. Like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. Um, so yeah, I remember the day that we, we wrote that night that we wrote that song, um, and how we kind of write our songs is we go in to figure out the instrumentals. It's Usually all yeah. Me on guitar first. for this record and Phil on drums, and we kind of just hash out parts and then we say how many times do those parts happen and then we kind of come go back and we kind of listen and think about vocal melodies we think about like what else what else could go here what or is how, this go on for does too this long? does this go on for too long does we need to strip back some of these parts and that's kind of how we write in general but for mr big picture it's it was difficult because it's kind of the same thing after that beginning intro the, the rest of the song except for the outro is based upon one Mostly one, one or note. two notes, yeah. Um, except for a little climb here and there. Um, so it was it, that song was particularly difficult to get right in the studio as well. We it was probably one of the last ones we finalized. We kind of went back the last time that we were that last weekend where we had to get some recording done. That was the one we we really had to focus on to get it sounding right. And I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, lyrically, what what uh, where did that come from? Like, what inspired that? I think, first of all, right after we do the instrumentals, it's more of like a a line, some kind of linear progression for vocals, that may nece- not even necessarily take into account any words at all. More of like words that sound interesting in different places, mm-hmm. and the way that that one, because that one was. I would say that one was probably the most difficult to come up with a line because it's just one note and it, you have to create something that... A like, melody. You have, to you have one note here and the melody like needs to go all around that one note. Right. So I just did... We just like dumped our demos into uh, like GarageBand and like I did... I probably did like 10 just like humming like da 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 like that kind yeah. of stuff over it and then I listened to it and I was like oh, I like that part and I moved that part like I moved it all around and rearranged it mm-hmm. and then I got like a really interesting like progression that would have been almost impossible to come up with like naturally mm-hmm. yeah and then I just redid it in one take I was like yeah that's how I want it to sound and and lyrically I get Phil wrote all the lyrics for this this song I believe um 
it's interesting that the, the lyrics were written um kind of before like the cons like the concept yeah. of the record was really like finalized but i think this, this song in particular kind of pointed us in that direction like once the song the lyrics were written of this song it really in my eyes is the centerpiece of the record yeah and um has the lyrics are very important to the theme of the record um they're all about like i there's stuff about automation there's like stuff about like just like um, redundancy redundancy and and like and repetition which is also seen in the instrumental part yeah yeah um, oh wow i didn't even think about so that. so <laughs> the, the lyrics of this one like it's the centerpiece of like what and that's why we call the album mr big picture too yeah that makes sense it's like yeah and then when we got to like we need a couple more lyrics for other songs and we already had the concept so we're like oh we'll just make (laughs) yeah we'll just throw in another line about this yeah like so after that mr big picture was written we it was easier to write other lyrics and to and to like see where we wanted the songs to go thematically which is this is our first record really doing that like peel like didn't have that we didn't like really the, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but like it, no, the, it, there were there wasn't really lyrical themes. The other thing that. on this song that is very interesting, I think at least vocally, is that there's no, uh, so there's no choruses and there's no, mm-hmm. uh, like repeated section, and the, all of the verses are different mm-hmm. in terms of melody. Some, something coming or in or sil- and syllable syllables like a meter. Yeah, meter. and also every time a phrase repeats, a new something new is introduced, which was something that we thought, you know, it kind of last minute. It, we kind of thought of last minute, but we were also like it kind of breaks up the repetition. So yeah. like, just because you do something every day, there's things in your day that are like a little bit different, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of like how I inter- I don't want to like get like too like like nerdy about it or like conceptual, but like that's the point. But like yeah. that's like how I was like yeah. Like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the songs, I think, when you play live, when you, like, learn it. It's the kind of thing where, like, everybody has to not, has to operate without letting what everybody else is doing, like, come into your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes lot, sense. Yeah. A lot, of, I think almost all the songs in this album are, what do I want to say? I don't want to say they're more complicated, but... In terms of playing them, they're harder. They're they require a lot more concentration. Yes, that's what I was getting. At. Um, yeah. There aren't as like I re- when we were playing Peel live, there were a lot of just kind of rock out moments. Yes. Like I'm just jamming and like hitting the drums hard, and it's not like a huge deal <laughs> if I'm like a little bit loose. Uh, I I speak for myself that I had to like really knuckle down uh, to actually learn these songs um i think we all have become better Musicians. players as a result oh, just yeah. by learning yeah. these songs right because it requ- they just require you, you have to more. like be able to play a riff without letting like two other, other like a bass doing a melodic thing and another guitar doing non-chords it's really relying you. on your own yeah your own place and where you fit inside the music and not there's not a lot of unison going on mm-hmm. almost ever they can there's not a lot there's, of parts. Yeah. There's we, rarely any part where we play twice. I mean, a couple songs there are, but that's it. Yeah. 
Or at least like bass and guitar doing the same thing. Yeah, that that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that's challenging. Do you kind of miss because I always feel like you need a balance between like the cerebral like interlocking thing and mm-hmm. then just like the emotional like rocking out. Mm-hmm. And um, so do you feel like that's something that um, a balance that you found or do you, I, mm. I don't really know how to put yeah. it in the right words. But... It's it's a challenge. Definitely trying like arrangements are definitely the hardest part. Like you sit there in the studio and you're like, should something else be doing this part instead? Or should there be this be a unison part? Or should this should this actually happen somewhere else? Could, should we take this solo that's happening here and move it? And we did stuff like that in the mm-hmm. studio. But then... <clears throat> to piggyback off of that. Yeah. Go for it. But then, like, when you're working on a... At a like, I guess, in a different city on a timeline, it's like, oh, that's it. That's the decision. We can't change it anymore. Yeah. We don't yeah. Have and there's something, there's something, like endearing about just like this is what it is like it may be not perfect or what i what i imagine it to be but that's the song and you can play it different and you can play different lives so we so we started doing that so like i lost you one song on the record like we started implementing like a bossa nova feel oh really baseline to to, to kind of start off the song yeah Yeah. and we really like we really vibe with it live and we're like oh i actually like this more than the record so let's Mm. start playing it live like this I think I wanted to say on the point of like the cerebral versus the emotional, um, I feel like you guys with the vocal melodies have created that counterpoint where like that it's still catchy and it's still accessible and has elements of pop. Yeah. It's not completely right. I think the vocals, there's a lot of strong melodies that I think balance out kind of the artier nature of a lot of the, the instrumentation. Yeah. People can still sing along. I yeah, yeah. And I also and think you can you can be you can have complicated and arty stuff and it can still like groove super hard. I mean if you look at like Horse Lords, that's one of our favorite mm-hmm. bands. Yeah, we love them. That stuff grooves like nothing I've ever heard, but it's right. also like some of the most complicated stuff. Yeah. It's also ever yes. really re- repetitious and like really focused on like so poly- it's polyrhythms. Mm-hmm. I'm stuff. not saying we're that good. Yeah, we're not <laughs> by any means. <laughs> no. But I'm just saying it's possible to do both. Yes. Have you guys played with Horschel? No. no. We no. would like to. Yeah. All right. And I doubt the Horse Lords guys listen to this, but if you do, <laughs> we need a bill yeah. if you and Surfer. <laughs> Um, and did I see you guys are on Friends Records? Did, yes. Did you get, so yeah. how do you how do you get on a label nowadays? How did that all work? Okay, so we Feel our la- our last album was also released on Friends Records, oh, but nice. we only did okay. a CD and cassette. Uh, Phil met Jimmy. Phil like built built the connection with Jimmy, some sort of friendship, um, and and then I got to meet Jimmy through Phil, and we've all kind of gotten cl- closer with Jimmy as a result of Phil's friendship, um, and. He, we were sending him demos for months and months and months with Peel, and he was like, okay, I'll release it when when you're done. So we were really grateful just to have his friendship to kind of help us get started. Um, yeah, plus he's got, like, so much good advice. Yeah, good, yeah he's experienced. Because he's yeah. worked with a lot of people Bands, that are in the yeah. business. So in terms of, like, at least on this latest record, this was the first time we ever, like, had to do, like, a press release and, like, yeah. stuff like that. So... He was very helpful in terms of like helping the, us the uh, logistical things of like doing it, the formalities of like 
how yeah how, how you formal like press stuff release. Yeah. yeah so yeah because i was gonna my other question is like because i i'm not really clear on what labels are, are doing at this moment in the music business so it supported you with with press releases and well this was just advice we did mostly everything else by ourselves oh, okay um, but it's getting that connection but it's like, it, yeah, so get on great Spotify, because he, he basically on, yeah he knows all of, he so, knows people he He's helping us like digitally distribute it. Basically, he did. Oh, that's, that's what they did. Yeah, so he's yeah, basically yeah. helping us get it, get it on the streaming sites, and then also plus he's use got his connection, his contacts, his contacts connections, publications, publications to shoot an email from like a personal account to another person's personal account, saying, "Hey, check this out." Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to go through the, like those things where it's like enter your email address. Yeah, right, yeah. And, Which everybody deletes. Then, right, yeah. It, it's, keep in mind, we get a lot of messages, so mm-hmm. if you don't hear back, yeah. we're sorry. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's that's mm-hmm. a good relationship to have. Then. Plus, yeah, I mean, we can't say enough great stuff about this guy. Yeah, he's, he's, really, he's really helped us out. Gotten us on really cool shows. He brought us down to Hopscotch, which is a an awesome music festival down in North Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, neat. Um, he loops us in with stuff around here. So he had a, um, there's a really cool, like art, uh, friends records themed opening, uh, bar thing down in Federal Hill where like a, uh, the bar idle hour, which has a pretty strong connection with friends from what I understand. They're like a vinyl heavy, vinyl only actually bar, um, down in Federal Hill, that's mm-hmm. not like a traditional bar. I think mm-hmm. they were just ra- ranked by the Sun as like the bar for people that don't like, like bars. bars. <laughs> and, uh, well, so pretty good. The, yeah. sound, the, sound, yeah. the sound system is ridiculous is really there. Yeah, and they've done a lot of friends nights there. Well, they'll have artists come in and like DJ stuff that they like. Right, we've done that a couple times. Yeah, so we did that, and then yeah. they recently. Um, if it's still up when you're listening to this, you should definitely check it out because it's very cool. Yeah. Um, currently we're speaking in May of 2018. March. Yeah. March. March. <laughs> <laughs> we just time traveled. March yeah, 19th. Huh? Anyway, well, is it March or May? I'm confused. It's March. March 19th. Anyway, they opened up a really cool, uh, I guess, exhibit, sh- exhibit, exhibit. show yeah. uh, at Isle Hour where it's like a bunch of old uh, show posters, photography from like uh, old very early on Future Island shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, Album artwork, original yeah, paintings, paintings, paintings. Like one of our Friends records, records like covers oh, cool. were yeah. based yeah. on. Yeah. Peel. Yeah, all Peel the, the, uh, the painting for Peel is up on the wall. That must be nice to see. It was yeah, cool. It was yeah. cool. It was cool. And so we DJed there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jimmy was there and it was just a great time. And it was also, been... it was also for their eight year celebration. So nice. it's, it's actually crazy to think about, think about that friends has been years. around for eight years yeah. and closely approaching 10, which I'm sure wow. something, something special will then, have to be done. Yeah. You'll have to do something special for them. Which is cool. One last thing is that like, uh, we would all listen to like a lot of the stuff that they put out growing up. We were always for- well, I don't know about growing, growing up. up. <laughs> Not when we were like little kids. Uh, growing up <laughs> as an adolescent, like t- high okay, school. Okay, yeah, adolescence yeah. and college. Growing yeah, up. definitely. Adolescence and college, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we were always into Friends Records. Yeah, we were. Um, and so now it's cool to, to like... Be a part of that history. Yeah. Be a part of that and also be on a, a like a, have a good connection with, with Jimmy, which mm-hmm. is cool. Get some support. And uh, so, did you guys uh, tour on Peel? Yeah, we did, yeah. but nothing like 
kind just of what we're doing like weekend now. Show, weekend we did a lot of weekends. Things. I think we went to Philly and DC. Uh, Philly and New, and New York, not DC. Mm. We did not do DC. Right. That. We did College Philly. Park. We did College Park. We did College Park. Park. That's close enough. So we, yeah. we've done a similar tour this time. We tip, we've we just picked a couple weekends and done like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we did one for the release show. We did that and then we just did we just had a Friday, Saturday show this previous weekend. And we have a, a Friday, Saturday show in the weekend of April 6th and 7th. So April we're doing like a bunch of different weekends. And I'm sure we'll play more shows over the summer and whatnot. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, so I, I also noticed that you work with a lot of additional performers on the oh, albums. Yeah. So how did you get hooked up with them? And like, what, um, what's that relationship like? Yeah, so uh, that was a big part of our previous album. Um, and some of those people transitioned over onto this album as well. Mm-hmm. Some people had other life things happen and took them in different paths. But we really like to work with with yeah these people i mean the person that played violin uh, on this album played violin on the last album and then played in a different incarnation of the band like six years ago Mm. so like Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool uh we've known david for uh jacober yeah he played on the first album so he played on the first he's the marimbo player we mentioned previously um and he played on the first record and he also played on the new records um so, um, who else? Yeah, There's Dara. Dara, so she the one who produced the so, album. Yeah, Operating so, Music Band, she has some vocal parts. Um, Liz Veda also contributed some electric piano. And she vocal. was on Peel, too. She was also on Peel. I forgot about that. It's most of, it's, a, it's interesting, and it's like everybody that was on Peel we brought um, into this. And then Claire Chambers is a friend of a friend that uh, we were looking for operatic vocals on a specific part. And her name was recommended, and she just came in the studio for a day, so that was kind of a more random, yeah. kind of like, just person, but we were really grateful for her, her help. So is that kind of how it works? <clears throat> like, you have the sound you want, and then you're like... Yeah, we were like, we we should have this on here. We need to find someone that can provide that. So Jeff is, is into his, an artist, Scott Walker. Yeah. So I feel like that, his influence on Jeff kind of pushed us to, at least myself... To do something more like interesting with with like loungy arrangements, so <laughs> we mm-hmm. it wanted strings on several songs, so yeah. we compiled some of our friends, right? Uh, Al Patterson, who played violin on our first album, and then Christina Bamer, who played Chill. on uh, just this album, um, who's a coworker. We wanted to get like a, a cohesive section. Right. The other thing that we did, um, interesting about the strings on Peel, is that on that album, the two players like never met and did just like uh, different melodies mm-hmm. over each other, which apparently is not how string players like prefer to play. It's very <laughs> difficult to. Yeah. Did they have a hard time with that, or was it like to oh, tune this is yourself? Yeah. It's, it's way easier when you're like Wait, in the room with other people. In a room with other people that are playing like to the same part. So yeah. that, we did that on this. We we had a room mic'd up with several string players, uh, and they were just all playing it at once instead of like, oh, here's let me get an hour with a violin player, and then right, here's what the violin player done. That's committed to. Yeah. Now make something work with that. Right. Sure. And there were more uh, 
specific arrangements that Phil wrote in this. He did some of the string arrangements. Um, I contributed like my ideas, but he kind of sat down with the string players and kind of figured out the parts. Um, but yeah, the Scott Walker influence, like I'm really into like these lush, explosive orchestras. I mean, we obviously don't have that, but <laughs> but uh, the strings is a direct, you know, reflection of kind of yeah. what the, I like. I like strings quite a bit. The next record, you'll go Beach Boys and get the whole orchestra. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. like, I mean, yeah, the I other thing that, that we we got compared uh, on <laughs> oh, a yeah, Saturday to to uh, someone's. We played a set on Saturday, and someone said that it they. It sounded like Sunflower era Beach Boys. Yeah, nice. Which is good. Uh, that stuff is cool, but yeah, I don't think I don't think we sound like. I that. don't think you guys really even listen to that. I've heard the record. I've heard that record <laughs> heard one it. time. <laughs> I have. I don't think we. I don't think we sound like that, but I think the comparison's really cool. Yeah, we've been compared thing, to a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier today. Is like what we've been compared to, and like this ongoing some, list. It's, it's an ongoing yeah. list. Some it's of so it makes funny. sense. Some it's, of it's bizarre. It's someone, <laughs> someone when we were we when we were in the Peel era. Somebody said Brian Eno. No, no bro. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't I remember about that. I don't that remember. was that was at, at, uh, no. Yeah, it was after Artscape. I thought it was at um, Woodlum. No. At Woodlum, that's what I was going to say. Some guy, the, some older guy, this was when we only had Peel songs. That and Woodlum is a, a festival. It was like this little outdoor festival in Ellicott City. City. That was really cool. DIY festival. This guy said that we sounded like Sid Barrett solo material. Oh, wow. <laughs> which never would have occurred to huh. me. Yes. But, um, it's crazy with other people. Yeah, it's, it's strange. We've and got... then the other guy on Saturday said that we, another person on Saturday said that we sounded like uh, Devo meets Weezer. Oh yeah, Devo <laughs> meets Weezer. That's cool. I think that's, that's kind of cool <laughs> because it's like popular than Devo. Yeah, that's not as like mechanical, right? In a lot of respects. <laughs> yeah, awesome. we um, have some of that like thick t- t- Weezer guitar. We've gotten dismemberment plan, which is really strange. <laughs> that I I don't see it. What's the other one in that tweet? You know ponytail. What? You know what dismemberment plan? The comparison might just be the the, the intro of Mr. Big Picture. Right, it's that little math, math section. section. Just, yeah. just that part. Right. Yeah. I think he just thing. means that like ten second part. <laughs> We've gotten modern bands as well. We got modest mouse. No parquet court. Peel and peel. Yes, when we peel, did. We got a lot of pool pro. and pool boy. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, parquet courts is another one that we're often. That one makes sense. To. But the guy that mastered our album also mastered their album, uh-huh. so it's interesting. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. They're hearing yes. the mastering. Yeah, they're hearing, <laughs> they're hearing his touch. <laughs> shout his out magic e- his magic ear. Shout out. <laughs> shout out. Jonathan. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to Jonathan Shank. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I want to take it back to the beginning. How did you guys meet up in the first place? Mm. Was, Ooh, um, that's a story. Yeah. So little story. there's two parallel lines that you can imagine. <laughs> Um, That's a good way to start. Yes. So one of these two lines that we just mentioned was myself, Chris, uh, and another gang of people uh, that went to the same high school, Mm -hmm. went to the same college, performed music. And we all lived together, too. In college, we all lived together. We did did other things together. And then... uh, the second parallel, we all play music and love music. The second so parallel line was playing and connected by together. Chris, 
who was not only in this line but also in the second line. <laughs> he was the he was the co line. I was on both of the lines. He was on both lines, and yeah. but on this line it was Jeff and I knew another Jeff guy from another guy that went to your high we school. We grew yes. up in the same town. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that? Bel Air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So do you all have like Bel Air roots? Or? No. No, just me and just, Jeff. Just us two. Gotcha. Um, and I met uh, another kind of songwriter from the area, Kevin. His name's Kevin Wenger, and we we had an old band called C Patterns, and that started in like two thousand eight. So we've been playing music together like almost ten years. That's crazy. Um, but uh, so then yeah, and then. Things and then happen, Phil you know. and I and the other guys in college played like kind of like in a folk rock band. Interesting. But it was a weird band. It wasn't like one genre. We had like six different songwriters who each wrote very different like right. styles of music. Kind of, it was kind of just so there like was that. rock. Mm-hmm. It was using the pool of people to perform your own songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 essentially, pretty much. So a- each song was a solo uh, material, but just the other guys in the that band would back really you up. That could be really interesting if right. everyone has different tastes. Like, yeah, exactly. this is our folk exactly. song. This so, is our metal song. But right. Phil started. <laughs> Phil started writing what became the first surf harp EP when we were in that band, uh, which was called The Palace at Four AM, and we even performed. At least one of the songs as a Palace at 4 a.m. song, and then it became a surf harp song, and then Phil wrote, wrote other songs in that style. And you recorded them all yourself, like played all the instruments yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. On the first release. So, yeah. And then when we played our first live show, the backing band was the people from the band from the other band. Yeah, I don't think Jeff was I wasn't in the even first show. in it. But then by the second show, I think like I was included. We graduated college, and the guy who was one of the guys who played initially in surf harp yeah, moved back home, and then we got Jeff. Um, and it was around the same time like C Patterns broke up. Like we stopped playing shows. They coexisted for I think like a year, but yeah. So C Patterns broke. We never really technically broke, broke up. up. It just we kind just of fizzled, fizzled out. out. Uh, we're, we're on an, a hiatus. Yeah, an ongoing. What's the reunion? Um, it could happen. It could. Um, Emmerfest. <laughs> <laughs> so we so that so that was a conscious effort that I was like yeah I'll join I'll join surf harp and at first you know I didn't really I was just playing live like I didn't have any I didn't write any of the songs and I really enjoyed that I enjoyed the opportunity just to play what I was told because I, I that never happened yeah. to me before it's a um, weird position because, like, I, I, I was in that position once, and I enjoyed it, not having to think about it. Yeah, and like, I, I did get tired of that eventually. Right. And, I, and I guess you contribute parts and, now. And now, yeah, I I was like, I want to I wanna have, you know, I want to have some artistic freedom and contribute. And luckily, Phil is cool with it. I mean, now we collaborate, which is really, yes. we have a really good thing going on. Mostly, it just starts with us all just in yeah. the practice space and playing stuff and just yeah, jamming out no preconceived notions using a field recorder yeah similar to this and just <laughs> yeah letting it run so for like two hours and then whatever works works. leaving and saying oh that was cool the part from 45 minutes to 47 yeah. minutes was cool <laughs> yeah let's, let's make a song around that yeah. so how do you feel about that versus when you had written all these songs by yourself and I think it's way easier because Jeff's way better at playing like, <laughs> melodic guitar. Sure. Right. But but like you're like like I don't want to be like an asshole, but like there's another perspective here that's like sometimes not being good at something makes you come up with parts yeah. that I would never think of. Like I maybe am a, have a like a more classical skilled background, but Phil comes up with these things that I'm like 
blows my mind because, it, because he's self-taught and has like this creative energy so it, it really is a great um collaboration in that sense in that so I, I i i have a little music background i'm not great but i have a little mm. bit and and he is self-taught and we can like throw ideas back and forth and come up with some really interesting things as a result also there's no like <clears throat> we None of us feel bad if we just say like that sucks, <laughs> right? That. And there's, that's an important. And thing. there's also another point is like we're all friends before like bandmates. I feel like yeah. we've always we have deep friendships that we often more of the time we're hanging out and not playing music <laughs> more often than yeah. playing music. Um, and I think that that direct result of these friendships in in our band and with our friends is has created like we've outlived a lot of other bands as a result of that like a lot of bands that we started playing with live are no longer no longer exist have broken up mm-hmm. for whatever reason um but here we are so churning out albums and tunes uh, for a lot of years too. It, yeah we started in 2013 the clicks into place <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we, it's been uh we've been five five years now yeah that's solid that's yeah. solid uh, well, I guess we should um, start winding things down, but sure, um, sure. I, is there anything else we need to make sure people know about or anything else that you guys want to touch on before we wrap up? Uh, so, that, yeah, there's that new music video. It'll be mm-hmm. out in a couple of weeks. Um, we have sh- a show in New York on April 6th uh, at the Footlight. Is that what it's called? Yeah, in Queens. In Queens. Okay. And then we have a show in, in Philly at the 7th, and that's going to be like a, a house show believe right it's yeah. at a diy venue and then we've got a couple more Va- baltimore we've got a couple more baltimore shows <laughs> lined up in we've one in may definitely we have one in june, june. definitely yeah um, all right well people should keep an eye on those yeah keep an eye on those dates and the music video and is there anything else we're doing i don't think so keep playing writing songs <laughs> Keep putting the work in. Keep putting the work in, yeah. All right. Well, I always wrap up by asking people, like, what advice they would have for other musicians. Oh. Um, usually I say younger musicians, but you guys are on the younger side of the bands I've interviewed. So I'm going <laughs> to say people just starting out. What advice would you have for people just picking up their guitars, starting to play on a keyboard? Demo. Absolutely. Just, like, put the put the songs on recording. Like, at what, even if it's, like, really poorly recorded, like, just do it. Um, because it helps. It helps you like figure out what the song is when it's put down on like on, on in sound. It just really helps with the recording and writing process. Um, other advice: also playing live a lot. Yeah, play live. Play live, play live as much you as possible. You have to really just break yourself in. Yeah. Um, what? Don't let stinker shows make you not want to play. Yeah. Don't <laughs> don't, get, has don't, don't get like discouraged by like playing like the worst show or like if you mess up or because we all have those experiences mm-hmm. also from like a publicity standpoint just like even if you think it's stupid to like send things out to people just, just like do, do it, it anyway. just do it as many people as you possibly can it can't hurt to get your and, name out. and also one one thing i'm particularly proud of on this record is the, the pre-release oh, that yeah. we did where i do a lot of video editing and promotion which I'm really proud of because it, I feel like it re- reached an audience and gave um, people a teaser of each song that's on the record. So think of other ways to incorporate your music 
interesting it, ways to, to stand out. To stand out in the like, yeah, try try different things. Don't just just don't fall into this habit of like, okay, I have a record release. Then it's out, and then that's done. Like, yeah. think of ways to keep your record ongoing. Like, think of ways to extend your record into other other art forms, video, um, whatever. Just figure, use your other skills and abilities to accentuate your music. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Was there anything? I'm getting you while you're taking a sip. I'm of good. Water. Sorry. <laughs> um, learn how to screen print. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because because yeah, Phil, that's big. Phil learned how to screen print and did all of the musicians part. think they don't need to learn how to screen print, but they do. <sighs> they do. The <laughs> amount of posters that Phil has made for us, and also um, doing the albums, like he screen printed all of like the album himself, which is insane. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So the other thing is give someone an incentive, even though people don't like typically physical media in this era. Hmm. Give somebody an incentive to, to to pick it up and say this is cool. This is this yeah. is not just like an album. I right. like, make it interesting yeah, for like them. Make it important for them to make, get. Make it like an artistic experience. Exactly. Like make, make it, it a piece of art. Make it a piece of it art as possible because then it's more than just the record. It's like a package, and yeah. we're really into the idea of like the next record. We'll do something. If there's another record, we'll do something completely different. Yeah. 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 But pick it up and make it yeah, make it feel substantial and more than more than just music is make it a collective art piece. Yeah. Make it special. Yeah, definitely. Right. Awesome. Well thank you so much for your thank time, you. guys. This was thank a lot you. of fun. I appreciate yeah, it. Was a good time. Thanks again to Surf Harp for coming in to chat. I just wanted to jump in with some real quick Santa Labrada news. Our next show is May 19th with Stone Dust Riders. It's their record release. We're going to be with friends of the show, Lush Farm. If you haven't listened to that episode with them, do so. It's a, it's a, it's a fun one. That's going to be at the Holiday House here in Baltimore. And our album's been out for about a month now. Thank you to everyone who's listened to it. Thanks to, thank you to everyone who supported it. Uh, remember, you can pre-order the vinyl, which should be out in the summer. And as always, if you know of some cool music that I should be listening to from Baltimore, D.C., please send an email to corridorcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter as well. Just look up CorridorCast. All right. Thanks so much, guys. And special thanks again to Surf Harp. Thanks for the awesome tunes.